Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Distraction 614 with LJ and James. Hello there, Lisa. Hello, hello. How are you feeling there tonight? I have no complaints. Getting ready for Thursday night football. Absolutely. Are we aware of who we have on deck? On deck? Uh, for playing the game tonight. Oh, yes. It is Indy uh, versus the Patriots. This is Mr. Edelman's first time back. So this should be interesting since his suspension. So they will have Josh and they will have Edelman and they will have Gronk. Ooh. Might be entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> We will see. We will see. I did see an interesting stat where um, they do lose a considerable amount of games when uh, Edelman is not in the lineup. Oh. So, yeah, he's a difference maker. Hmm? And they are in New England as well. So, (laughs) interesting, interesting. That could definitely, uh, that has the makings of a blowout, if you ask me. A little bit, a little bit. I don't think uh, Indy is uh, really up to snuff. Luck is still working his way back. So, But, like I said, it might be entertaining that first quarter. So, you know, I'm willing to give it a, 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 little, a little view. Nowhere near as entertaining as the Jets and the Browns Thursday night game. But, you know. No, it'll take a lot to hit those numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have wrote it any better if it (laughs) was a a movie. I heard that. Okay. Well, tonight we have a few things to talk about concerning our our beloved Browns. And I uh, just wanted to start it off by getting your thoughts on our most recent loss versus John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. Chucky, Chucky. So let me ask this question. Is it really a loss or did we get robbed? Was it stolen from us? Mm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really... I'm, the multiple uh, calls that did not go our way or that did go our way and were overturned. Um, it's a little bit of bad luck going on there. A little bit of bad luck. There's definitely some luck going on. A little bit of bad, a little bit of good because there are some calls that went against us, but there was also some calls that went for us. As there uh, should be. I, I I I can appreciate it better when uh when we don't leave it in other people's hands. You know. Absolutely. True. That is that's the that's always the rule. Don't put yourself in a position where it can be taken. But right. did you think we played well enough to win? Do you think the effort, the game plan, and the execution was of a caliber? that we should have won that game. No. 
of those three areas, which one do you think was which one scored the lowest? Which Effort, one? Mm-hmm. Game plan and execution. Which one did we do the worst in? Uh, execution kind of execution is one because uh, I believe we turned the ball over four times and okay. uh, gave them awesome field position inside of our 20. Uh, we did that twice, I believe, in the second half. Maybe I could be wrong, but that then, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's things that I just that we just I, I'm not able to to overlook. I mean, it's it's interesting. Right before we started the show, I was charting down some notes, and uh, I had to switch it up and say, "Oh, because you know I'm on the Baker train, right?" And it is that is one loud train, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I took a side and went out to the deck, and and uh, we were all ready to win. Like, oh man, we got Baker, and can't quite count on ready to win, but we can count on we are ready to score. No more of those games where we score six, eight, fifteen, <laughs> seventeen points. Right? You know so. I do like how we score. I can I can count on Baker to come in and score. I love that. I just got to make sure I'm not counting on him to come in and win yet because he might not be able you know, to do that yet. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a blast. Uh, I actually viewed it half, the first half, uh, with my fellow Browns backers in a local establishment. It was crazy loud. People were cheering. Um, that and the scoring just kept happening. Like you said, there were points and points and points, and you know, at least it made it fun. When you're watching, you know, field goal after field goal, you know, you got 15 points from field goals. That is not fun. Not fun at all. So I, I definitely feel you on that point. Hello? Hi. I can hear. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you think the game plan was on point? That they came in with a good game plan? Well, execution makes a game plan look good or bad if you ask me. If everything works, then then hey, so uh, you got to put it out there on the guys on the field. They're the ones that are playing the game. You know, I, I don't want to give too much credit to the to the coaches uh, when we win, you know, because they're not out there on the field neither. So, well, let me ask this question. Maybe I, I need to ask it a better way. So, I, well, maybe I'll make a comment first. I think we have a tendency to get a little too cute in some situations. So maybe not the overall game plan, but the, um, you know, on a play-by-play critical situation basis. Yeah, if it worked, it's like, oh, hey, you know, the Baker special or whatever they want to call it, that was cute. But, you know, if you need a half a yard, 
that's the best play you come up for a half a yard. That you thought that really made sense. There was just a couple moments I thought I, I, I questioned some of that, but like you said, execution matters. Execution matters, and with the, uh, so on that note, yeah, um, I think I agree. Sometimes it does look like we get a little bit too cute, and um, it's because uh, you know one thing I. It comes to mind as wow, you know, this guy's coming from Steelers, you know, veteran crew. They've all been working together for a little while, you know, Big Ben and Antonio Brown, and they pretty much got this stuff together where maybe a veteran crew could, you know, guys that have been playing together longer could pull some of that those types of plays off. But you know, yeah, I definitely agree. Right now, so this this is. They're not, quote-unquote, a young bunch anymore, but they're new to one another. And so they don't necessarily, you know, I don't think they're at the point where they're finishing off each other's sentences yet. So right. let's, you know, <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's treat it as this is a new group of people and let's do all the things, the basic things that they know how to do um, and, and, you know, focus on, on some things they can execute really well. Because right. they're basic, but and they, and um, I believe it is one of the youngest teams in the NFL as well, though. Still, oh my goodness, wow. Okay, I thought we got a little, you know, seasoning with some of the vets that kind of pulled us up out of the. Maybe we're not dead last, but we still <laughs> we're still close to the bottom. Wow, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so uh, I know you mentioned earlier. Um, I kind of, I guess, started down that road with talking about the game plan. I have heard and read a lot of talk this past week about, you know, being Hugh, Hugh's fault. You know, Hugh Jackson's his fault. It's, you know, he's the coach. And I'm really, you know, I'm at a point where, you know, Yes, he has the record. What is it? One and 31 or whatever it was before they won. I get that. But I just feel like no matter what is go- what takes place on this team, whether it truly is directly accountable to him or not, it's his fault. Oh. Um, every loss is Hugh's fault, whether it has anything to do with him or not. Um, and I guess an argument can be made, well, it's always that the, you know, head coach is responsible for everything. But as you said in a previous segment, execution counts for something. Yeah, if they don't execute what's laid out, then, you know, not his fault. But I also think that there are people who are, you know, fans out there that are literally, aside from just assigning random blame, they are like looking for things and making up controversies. Um, <laughs> it's it's like they've pitted him and Haley against one another, mm. and like there's these conversations that Haley is, you know, in a conspiracy theory to make Hugh look bad so that Haley could get his job, and mm. it's. It's like, well, why? What? First of all, 
really? Okay. I'm not saying that I don't know the man. It very well maybe. But it's like, what do we as fans get by talking about it? Like, what does that get you? And it's not like they're huge fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just tiresome. I think we fans just are focused again. I get we lost. I get we're upset we lost. But they and then and let me I probably should correct myself. Because maybe it's not just fans. Maybe it's just people who have radio talk shows <laughs> bring this stuff up. Because <laughs> they need something to talk about for four hours on a Tuesday um, <laughs> or a Wednesday after a loss. Let me ask you this. And I and I wish I would have thought of this before the show because there's probably a better way I, that I could ask it. Okay. But Okay, I'll just come straight out with it like John Dorsey says. Who did you like better between Romeo and Hugh? Between Romeo and Hugh. Yes. So, interesting to me. I don't know that there's, ooh, better? To me, they're about the same. Okay, let me me pose it like this then real quick. Keep that in mind. Stay right there. Okay. Is there anything more you liked about one coach than the other? Anything more? Um, Okay, so I, when asked that way, I honestly have to give Hugh more credit because he has had a more challenging assignment. So, okay, think of it in this analogy. Romeo had to build uh, a gingerbread house. And they gave Romeo all the parts to build it. They pre-made the walls. They gave him the icing to, you know, glue it together. He just had to figure out how to kind of put it together. They gave Hugh like the eggs and the you know the seasoning to make the gingerbread. He, you know, or he got half the walls and not all the walls. Hugh doesn't have the same tools, the same team that Romeo had. So I give Hugh a little more credit because I honestly think that the players really do buy into his kind of raw, raw stuff uh, because they needed to go out there and do that crazy stuff and they need to believe in something other than the fact that they're just a bunch of men running around banging their head up against the wall for no reason other than the fact they're getting paid really, really well. Um, mm. You get, I mean, you know, it take up 16 times knowing that you may not really ever win. You may never get to be the victor. So you got to have some sort of motivation. I don't know the, from what I can remember about Romeo that Romeo could have done that or would have done that and been as effective as he. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Did I? I don't know that I answered the question. Uh, I a more you has has uh, less to work with than what Romeo had to work with. Yep, because they stripped it down. They stripped it down on purpose to the bare bones to build it back up, to build the quote unquote culture, and to build a team. So, yeah. That's a good take. I just I, I just want us as Browns fans to relax because it's not Super Bowl or bust. It's not like the last five years we've been one or two players away and we can't get over the hump to get to the Super Bowl. And there's that frustration. Understand where we are, where we've been, and how long it's going to take us to get to where we want to go to. It's going to take a little minute, um, and it'll go. You're going, you know, make some progress. You might take a couple steps back. Uh, you you've been full fledged ahead. You got your rookie quarterback in there now. He's great. Like you said, he can he can score some points. It's exciting, but you may not always get the result that W that you that you want. So you can't, you know, spend the next six days after that whining and complaining about it. Because um, I think a lot of some of the collective misery that we have as an organization has been because the organization has been moved to make some of those not so bright moves by the overwhelming, you know, outcry, we'll use that as a nice word, of, of the fans. So I'm just, I, I just want everybody to, you know, there's a time and a place for mutiny. We're nowhere near it yet. Let's just let it ride out for a little bit longer. Let's work some things out. There you go. As I'm stepping off my soapbox now. <laughs> or Ooh. out of the pulpit. Whatever way you want to right. use. <laughs> Jumping down off of it. Whee. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. So, hey, any any wrapping thoughts you want to put around? I mean, that was that was quite well, but did you want to wrap it up or you think you have on, on Hugh? I, I think that's, I mean, Hugh is Hugh. And, oh, okay, so, you know, I could go on. But here's another thing. When he has a press conference and he says something stupid, let it go. He's talking coach, coach speak. They all do that. They get up there and they say things. Don't don't take it as gospel. Like, does he really believe? No, man. He's up there. He's saying things. He's going through the motions. I'm not going to get up there and I'm going to tell you, okay, we're going to run this play on this op, you know, this person is hurt. This, no. Just, just like I said, I need them to relax. I forgot that part. Okay, now I'm done for real. Okay, so I'm glad you said something about a press conference because that was my, that was something I was trying to avoid. But here we go. When I was you, is there anything more that you may have liked about um, Romeo than you have from Hugh? You know, when I see Hugh's press conferences, you know, and I told you, and I think I may have mentioned in a previous podcast. Um, about Hugh's past, but 
Hugh uses a lot of catchphrases. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't flinch. We're not going to run away from this. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. I and that was a good I, impersonation. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It just okay. out of my mind. It seemed like Romeo was a lot more real. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I agree. Okay. You know, maybe, you know, Hugh, I can understand if he's a different type of fella, if he's a West Coast man, or if he's a different type of guy, but maybe I'm old school and, you know, Romeo Cornell, like, I remember when he was trying to explain why uh, Raylan's foot got cut. You know, during practice, why his heel got cut? And he's like, "Hey, look, these kids sometimes they run around with sh- with the shoes off, okay? <laughs> Control whether or not they got the shoes on all the time, <laughs> right? He was racing somebody else. They had on cleats, and he was <laughs> evidently, you know, gave him a pretty good gash. Like, but it cost him a few games. But he really didn't use a lot of catchphrases. He just seemed a lot more subtle, a lot more real, and." And, you know, of course, I thought they let him go way too soon. But that's oh, one yeah. thing that sticks out with me is uh, he, he doesn't he uses a lot of catchphrases and he's not I don't think he's always being as real with himself or the media as he should. Or I should say the media nor himself as he as he should be. I, mean, I know you got a whole you know, you can't wear your heart on all the way on your sleeve all the time. And there's a certain amount that he probably does hold in or has to hold in. But. um. I don't know. It's I. I just just be yourself and be more real and and, and you know speak your mind. Todd Haley's definitely speaking his mind. I mean, and you, baby, your cash, your checks are cash, baby. You really don't have to work again. And I, you know, and I understand that you want to. Right now, it seems like you're leading with the heavy hammer, but you can really lead with just being yourself because your, your checks are cash, baby. Um, what do you think? I agree, but I think I honestly think that is just that is him. There are some people that are, you know, game show cheesy, and I think that that is just that's that's the way he rolls. So I mean, he is he is about as far as you can get from Greg Williams. <laughs> um, so you know that would be like telling Greg. You know, when you get to the podium and, you know, be a little more friendly, you know, just, just, you know, yuck it up a little bit and, you know, be, it. you would say that's not him. He can't do that. I just think it's him. I think people just need to accept he's going to be cheesy. Well, cheesy and losses really... That's a tall order to accept, not to mention <laughs> swallow. <laughs> but so, here, but but I guess my question is, why do you need to hear from him? Like, what do you actually gain by having? I honestly think like all these coaches shows pointless. Like, I seriously, I don't really need to hear from you. I need to. Um, I need for you to go out onto the field on the appointed day and and execute. Because I'm like, okay, you telling me 
you know, this, this, this. Okay, whatever. Um, I just don't get it. Where makes, are you going? Makes you wonder <laughs> about those press conferences. Had to let a little bit of air and getting little stuff in the office. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you know, and they get up and they ask him these questions. And, you know, everybody is trying to jockey for a uh, position and ask the right question or get something revealing from the question. And like I said, it's just like, okay, whatever. I care about what happens on, you know, Sunday. And if you could say, well, you know, at times they're, you know, talking about or explaining you know what happened, and I guess, but that is the drama portion of the game. The media is the drama. <laughs> you know, ask him a ask a setup question, and then take that answer and just run with it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So, and it's like, okay, it, it's 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 just. It does us an injustice as fans of a losing team. Now, if you are on a team that is regularly in the playoffs, you don't even acknowledge some of this stuff. It it doesn't even happen. I mean, think of how many goofy coaches. Pete Carroll is goofy as can be. But when you win in, nobody care. You get up there and talk about conspiracy theories. You talk about all kinds of stuff. Nobody care. They talking about the Legion of Boom. They talking about Beast Mode. They talking about Russell Wilson. So it's like, okay, it's it. We just have to learn to, you know, you know, act like one of those teams that are on the winning side of things. Don't nitpick every conversation, every you know interview that happens. Just let it go. So I agree. Pete Carroll looked as corny as he wanted to be when he came, but he took that and just started winning and kept on winning for about 10 years straight. Mm-hmm. He found out what worked for him and his his group of players. And like I said, you got to have the talent. Think about if they didn't have Russell Wilson. Where would that be? Think about mm-hmm. if he didn't have the Legion of Boom. Oh, yeah. The whole, it, but th- he could have had everything, but that, and you, he just would not have had the same level of success. I mean, if you really think about it, he should be one of the coaches that's forever goes down in infamy as like the biggest loser ever, because he gave away a Super Bowl to Tom Brady, gave it to it. You right there at the goal line. Give it to Beast Mode. Let him run it in. But he didn't do that. And I'm still bitter about it. But okay. Because that is one of my backup playoff teams. But I digress. So. Digression noted. (laughs) Speaking of comments. 
Let's talk about Baker a little bit. Baker made a comment today, and I, I'm just I'm just not happy with it at all. I don't know if you heard it or not, but he he I'm like I'm not happy. I'm on the Baker train, but I'm not happy about the comment. Okay. His comment to the media was that um, all of the dropped passes that occurred during the game were his fault and that he has to do better at putting the ball in places where the wide receivers can catch it. So my first question is, had you heard that? Yes. Okay, now my follow-up question is, what are your thoughts about that? <clears throat> I thought there was uh, I'm somewhat honorable for a guy like that. I mean, he could have said anything, but he said that's on me, and uh, that's the quality of leadership. Everything uh, on the field, everything starts and ends with the quarterback, man. And so for him to it's... take that of- Okay, go ahead. So what are your thoughts? It's a lie. <laughs> Some of those balls were placed perfectly. Not all of them, but quite a few of them. If you put the ball, these are grown men, professionals. You put the ball in a very catchable position. Not even with people, you know, it wasn't like, like all these drops occurred when there was dudes hanging on them and somebody was, you know, pulling their arm. Yeah, I get that. But you just standing out there and you just drop it. That's not on him. And it's honorable. I will agree. It's honorable for him to say that. You know, that's that's like a coach. That's like a college quarterback thing. Like, oh, you know, the, the, this is a job. I need everybody to do their job. Now, he can't come out and say that, obviously. I get that. How about we say it's a very honorable lie? Okay. I can do, I can live with that. We have there all lied. I mean, I'm not too, I won't speak for you, but there, I have lied, there's yes. been a couple of times <laughs> that I have lied, and there was always a certain reason behind it. And I, I appreciate the reason behind the lie in this situation. It wasn't about any violation, it wasn't about a suspension, it wasn't about any uh, criminal allegations. <laughs> you know, Las Vegas, I mean, he did it so that he wouldn't poop on his players. And you could easily poop on your players, but that's not cool. Now, how cool would it have been if he said, yeah, I really wish you would have caught that? You're like, damn, babe. True, but yo, you just going to put your mans on the spot like that? Playboy, you just got here. That's how you gonna. That's how you gonna do it. I still think he could have. He could have walked the line a little, little thinner. Like you know, would you rather hear him say? I, I I haven't quite articulated it yet. You know, he could have said, "Yeah, a couple of those were were you know high, too high, too low." Um, you know, I gotta I gotta make sure that I you know put it where it needs to be. 
and left it there. He didn't have to comment on the ones that were clearly catchable, but he couldn't delineate it between the fact that, yes, yeah, some of them were absolutely my fault. Now, there might have been a follow-up question like, what about the other ones? It's like, well, you know, he could go to, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I got tickled. I said, he could have gone to one of Hughes. Got to look at the tape. <laughs> look at the tape. See? see what went on there. But right. yeah, I just, I, I know. That too is an honorable lie. That, yeah. But it's just, it's just annoying. It's like, dude, no, that game was infuriating because it's like, okay, one, and I, I this is wrong, but I'm holding Juice to a much higher standard than the rookies. And it's I, like you are okay. Oh, no, I agree. Look, if 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 that game was solely lost on those wide on those pass catchers not catching the ball, then it's, I think it's fair to believe that Baker may have had a different opinion. But things went wrong in more than one aspect of the game, including Baker Mayfield with that snap count. So you also oh, yeah. had playing against the refs, and then you had the defense just falling asleep a couple <clears> of plays. <throat> but it was too much blame to go around to be pointing fingers at anyone. My only thing is, because we have things we are still trying to work out, take care of the basic stuff. Catch the ball. <laughs> Just catch the ball. When it's, you know, third and five and we throw you the ball and you stand out there by yourself, that's kind of critical. Catch the ball. But hopefully, like you said, the players will acknowledge his honorable falling on of the sword and they will be like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta do better. We'll see. Yeah, because when things go good, they're not gonna say, oh man, the way you caught that ball. No, it's gonna be Baker Mayfield. It's, you gotta take all the bad along with all the good. I mean, it's just part of the program. Everything starts and stops with you being the quarterback, you know? And they're not going to when when the Browns start winning, all this they ain't gonna be talking about. <laughs> believe me, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that will not matter. If, oh, if, yeah. if, if, if if Baker wins, then there's no talk about those drop passes. Okay, that's that's the thing. Winning solves everything, and I think Baker knows that. I don't know. This is this is Browns Nation. We'd have been like, yeah, but we could have had seven more points if so and so hadn't have dropped that pass. You know how we are. But anyway, I, I feel you. I agree. I was just like, I, I, I'm not denying that. But you know, maybe we got a real quarterback now. We just uh, might have a real quarterback now because we all know that a couple of past quarterbacks might have said something like that, and we see where that's gotten us. So, I know. Might we'll be traits of a real quarterback. Sure. sure. I don't know how to act with a real quarterback. That's what you're saying. I feel you. Well. <laughs> I don't. Takes all I, kinds to make this world go around. This is true. This you is definitely what they true. call it. That's the, the straight man. They, you always need a straight man to keep you straight. <laughs> you know. 
sidekick. Well, so this is Thursday. It'll be Sunday before we know it. Going to the game. Check it out. The Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> wow. So, <laughs> uh, with all that being said about, I'm going to just go ahead and start about our current, our most recent loss, Hughes situation and Baker Mayfield situation. I don't see us winning. You know, I am, I was hopeful at the beginning of the year that this might be one that we could pull off at home. Um, but I think I am in the bucket with you. Um, the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, I think those are going to hurt us. Uh, the more I've seen of Flacco, I think he has kind of woken up uh, and said, they, they're trying to get rid of me and replace me with, uh, what's his name, Jackson. Yeah, play right. (laughs) Um, But Flacco has kind of been on fire here lately, and their defense is uh, nothing to sneeze at. And they are going to come at uh, our rookie quarterback with everything they got in him. Now, hopefully, you know he's had, um, uh, you know, he's had his second week of studying as the you know the main man but I'm I think it'll be extremely close I think it'll be another one of those heartbreaking situations but I think we might have another L on this one our record will then be what one Three and one. Okay. One, three, and one. Yeah. One, three, and one. Interesting. I do intend on having a good time at the game, though. So we, we'll see how that works. Losing and uh, having a good time. But it's going to rain, I think, a little. Maybe not. Hopefully not. That might make it, a, again, another factor to have to deal with. Won't be the perfect California day, so. We will see. We can, Hopefully, we will both be proven wrong, incorrect. Yeah, at that notion. I definitely uh, can't wait to see how much we score. You know, like I said, now we got a guy that I know we can get in there and score. It's going to be nice to see, like, that we get at least maybe 24 points each week now or something like that. And then we'll leave the rest up to the defense. But as long as the Baker can get out there and put up uh, not 24 points, but uh, 28, you know, 28, 28 points, like a touchdown a quarter. But uh, Baltimore, I believe, has the number one special teams against our number 32. So, Oh, my gosh. Special teams is such a hot mess. I don't know. I don't know if there's a bunch of people who are playing special teams that are mad that they're playing special teams 
and think that they don't belong on the special teams and therefore they are not executing. But it's it's like a cluster every week. I'm like, okay. But we will see. We shall see. And we'll see Terrell Suggs going up against our rookie left tackle. Harrison. I saw some footage, though, of him, and I was like, dude, it's just flinging people around. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> it's not the, yeah. He's, mm, there are some things that he does nicely. Yeah. So we we will see. Every day, every game, I think they're getting a little bit better. Um, like I said, the injuries are uh, not too cool because it just, you know, slows down the collective growth. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get it together. I believe we'll be able, we might see a little bit more of our rookie uh, wide receiver draft pick, Damian Ratley. Uh, as oh, well as oh, really? The, uh, Mm-hmm. Free agent pickup, uh, Todd Streeter. Uh, uh, Callaway and Landry both had a small knee issue after the game, so they, their reps might go down a little bit and uh, get some other guys to shine. Okay. Okay. I, um, I, I'm looking forward to, like I said, seeing folks get in there and what about Chubb? You think we'll see more of him? Woo! Yeah, he Romeo mentioned or uh now I'm seeing now I got Romeo fever. I miss you, Romeo. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah, he said uh Carlos Hyde is doing good, but this guy's getting touchdowns from a long way. And I'm thinking, yeah, after Carlos Hyde and softened him up. Right. It's a combo deal, people. It's a combo deal. Mm. Don't throw all your eggs in one basket. Learn nice. how to work your tools. I agree. But it is amazingly, it is amazing to see a running game with people wearing Browns uniforms. It's like, oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> it is consistent. Um, that run, well, both runs, Chubb had were just like, oh, okay, this is this is nice. So nice to have a running game again. Yeah, so we have to focus on the positives. We may have a quarterback. We got a running game. We got a defense that's just nice and nasty, just perfect. So it's it's coming together. It's coming together. Think about where we were last year and now think about where we are now. Improvements all over the place. Good stuff. We just need some bona fide pass catchers. Yeah. Like I said, catch the ball when it's thrown to you. (laughs) And it's (laughs) whole nother outcome. Potential. You don't get that third down situation where you have who can potentially, you know, make that call. But like I said, it, it's a process. But that was his that was his first start, right? Whose first right. start? Baker Mayfield's. 
Oh yeah, it's his first full start. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, it's a remarkable job. Truth be told, I'm gonna give him a few more. It's gonna take a few more games for them to get used to how his passes come because you know they didn't get any wreck with him before last month. And these guys have been together for three months, so. And we go back to my rant from earlier. It's all Hughes' fault. Oh, it's not. That was the plan. The plan wasn't for Ty to implode on game number three. But somehow I love that that happened. That's all good. I said the... I know I'm just being funny. Like I said, everybody would see, yeah, see, he'd have more throws with the ones if it wasn't for Hugh Jackson insisting that Ty was going to be the starter. Like I said, it all comes back to it's Hugh's fault. Like, he was the only person that made that decision. But okay. Gotcha. I was being, I was having a moment of bitter. Right, we were <laughs> on a positive stroke, and then somebody, yeah, we, that's okay. But just like the first four games of the, you know, the regular season, it's almost like a preseason because it's all the same guys playing together. You know, Baker had one. We'll see what he's looking like after three more games. I think you'll see, we, we will both see a vast improvement over the next uh, three games with Mr. That, Mayfield. Yeah. That will be awesome. Awesome. Sure. Yeah, these guys just have to get used to catching it. He definitely pops it in there. So, yeah, you you need to get your mind right to catch it, <laughs> which is a good thing. So, on that note, I think it is time for us to shut it down for another week. Any parting thoughts? Go Browns. Go Browns.